Thank you for joining us for this broadcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe. Well, let's open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4, as, as you think back to this morning, Colossians chapter 3 was our main text of this morning, which is really the highlight, the high point of the book of Colossians. And even though uh, as I was kind of doing these series and lessons together, I didn't necessarily mean for the two to intersect this morning the way that they did, but that's how it worked out. And so we've covered such a large piece of that. We're going to wrap up with some of Paul's final thoughts from chapter 4, and then we'll move on to something new and fresh next week. If you have any thoughts, if you have any ideas of what you would like for us to kind of pick up and do on Sunday nights, please send them to me so that that we can do something that interests you as well as engaging as a church family. So, Let's read this few verses together. Just a few verses we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Colossians chapter 4, starting in verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act. I'm sorry. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Okay, those are going to be the final thoughts that we look at tonight of Paul's from this particular letter, from this study. And so we're going to start out with the very first word. He, he starts out, he says, I want you to devote yourself to a few things. And he says, I want you to devote yourself to, we're really going to kind of look at four things. But I want us to first understand what this word devote means. It's a word that we use, but I want us to make sure we understand what he's saying here. He's saying, I want you to, I want you to continue to do something with intense effort. Okay. So you start out with this definition in place of devote, and it says, continue to do something with intense effort. Continue to do these things with intense effort. Pray, be watchful, and be thankful. All right? So let's let's think about these things. So the first thing he says is, I want you to devote yourself, or I want you to continue to do this with intense effort. The first thing he says I want you to do is I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to have this, this intense prayer life. Now, let me ask you this question. Does the word devoted describe your prayer life. Maybe let's think about it a little bit differently because for a lot of us, the answer to that question is going to be no. No, devoted doesn't describe my prayer life. Am I consistent in it? Yeah, maybe sometimes. But am I devoted to it like I am a lot of other things? No, not necessarily all the time. I believe our devotion to prayer many times goes along with the challenges that we might be facing in our life, that we're really devoted to prayer when things are going difficult, when we're struggling with things, when something hard is, when we're in the middle of of the storm, where we devote ourselves to prayer because we want God to deliver us. But a lot of times the prayer stops, I'm not going to say the prayer stops, but the true devotion stops after we get on the other side of the storm. I mean, we're thankful for a little while, but as long as things are going well, as long as things are going good, it's easy to not really devote ourselves. It's only when times are, when our life gets difficult, do we truly get in tune with our prayer life. We should be praying just as much when we're thankful as we do than when we're struggling. And that's what truly being devoted looks like. I want you to go with me to 1 Timothy. 
Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 1. See if I can find it on the fly here. 1 Timothy chapter 2. This is what prayer life, this is what a devoted prayer life looks like. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. I don't know if you've ever thought about it. I know we've talked about it a little bit together, but prayer is not all just the same. But there are different ways to pray. He says here, first, it's a petition. It's something that you're bringing to God that you want to see change. Then he says a prayer, which is just an, just a... Um, just a general thing that you're asking for, okay? Just a general want or a need. An intercession is when you're praying on behalf of someone else. And then thanksgiving is when you're thanking God for something. These all need to be parts of your prayer life. You need to pray in different ways. A lot of times we're guilty of just praying, God fix this, God take care of that, God heal that person. Our prayers are not really full of a lot of thankfulness, I don't believe, in a lot of situations. So we need to make sure we need to use 1 Timothy chapter 2 there as our maybe our jumping point off for how that prayer life needs to look. And we need to make sure we're devoted to that. Okay, we need to make sure we're devoted to that. Then he says, then he says, you need to devote yourself to being watchful. You need to devote yourself to being watchful. Now that may seem like a, a kind of an a strange request, okay? A strange thing to be devoted to. Well, what, what are we supposed to be watchful for? I think a lot of people would have a lot of different ideas there. But where my mind went, okay, this is just Matthew. Your, your mind may go other places. But where my mind went was the book of Ephesians. And let me see if I can find that. Man, I had to hear. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 15. He says, I'll find it here in just a second. That's not it either. I've got it. Ah, this is what happens when I go off when I go off uh, script because I really want to find this. Oh, okay, chapter five, chapter five, and verse fifteen. He says, "Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but unwise, or not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish." but understand what the Lord's will is. Okay, so what's he telling us here? He's saying, be watchful. Be careful then how you live. Be careful and watch what's going on around you. Be tuned in to your surroundings so that you don't make, what does he say here? So, so that you don't make unwise decisions. He says that there are things out there that are foolish, and that doesn't need to be anything that we're a part of. All right? He says, be careful how you live. Be watchful. And, and so in Colossians 4, he takes it to the next step. And here in Ephesians, he's saying, just do this. But again, he's reminding us to be devoted, to continue to do this, okay? In all your situations, continue with intense effort to be watchful to the things that are going on around you so you don't make foolish decisions and foolish mistakes. I, I fully believe that one of Satan's greatest abilities is to distract us, to keep us from being watchful. He'll distract us from what we need to be focused on so that we'll go over here and do something foolish. And so he says, be watchful. Be watchful in your life. And then he says, be devoted to being thankful. Now that one threw me a little bit. That one threw me for a little bit because I had never thought about being devoted to thankfulness. That yes, in general, I can be a thankful person, all right? And in general, when something positive happens, I can look at it, be grateful to God, or I can thank other people. But he says, you, 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 you continue. You make being a thankful person 
just who you are, which means which means that we really have to be in tune with things that are going on around us, which means we really have to be mindful of the blessings of God. We have to be mindful of people and what they're doing and the things that are happening around us so that we can look at those things and be thankful for them. One of the things oh, I, I put down in my, my notes here in parentheses, Britain, I have never seen a child that is more thankful than Britain. If you come to our house and drop the mail off and she's outside, She's got to thank you. If, if you do anything for us that she thinks that is, is a blessing, for lack of better words, she's going to look at you and she's going to say thank you. She does, in her heart, have the most thankful personality, especially for a three-year-old. And I look at her and I think about how grateful she is about things. And I think about the words of Jesus. Unless you become what? Like these little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. So as I read this today, I thought about her. Are you the type of person that you have a thankful mindset? Are you the type of person that gripes? Or are you the kind of person that complains? Paul says our mindset needs to be on thankful things, on positive things. We need to watch, be watchful, so that we don't do foolish things, and so that we can see the blessings and be thankful to God for those things. All right, so that's what he says. We've got to pray all right? We got to be watchful. We got to be thankful. And then the last thing tonight, the last part of this series, the last words I want to give you from this is we need to be fruitful. We need to be fruitful. Look at what Paul says, starting in verse 4. He says, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. He's talking about the gospel, the good news. Be wise then in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. What's he talking about here? He's talking about evangelism, guys. He's talking about evangelism. He's talking about sharing your faith. Talking about being fruitful. You know what? It's easy to get in the mindset of, I go to church, so I'm a good Christian. But our Christianity is lived outside of these walls. It's lived outside of your living room or your bedroom or your sunroom or your playroom or wherever you may be watching this live stream tonight, okay? We are called to all be evangelists, to share our faith, to talk to other people about God. And here he says, be fruitful, be devoted all right, to making the most of every opportunity. If you have an opportunity to talk to the cashier at Walmart about your faith, talk to her. If you have the opportunity to talk to, the, to, the, to, to, to whoever it might be, to talk to anybody about your faith, find a way to put Jesus in the middle of your conversation. Be watchful. Be watchful. And if nothing else, if nothing else, if you live a life of thankfulness, if you're devoted to being a thankful person, then people are going to eventually ask you, why are you so positive? Why are you so thankful and so grateful about things? You know what you're going to be able to say? Jesus, you're going to have an opportunity to insert him right into the middle of the conversation. You know, there are some people that are so much better at that than others. And I struggle with that just as much as anybody else of, of taking advantage of opportunities. But that's not an excuse. Just because it doesn't come natural to you is not an excuse. Paul says, look, be ready. Take advantage of opportunities. Let your, I love that last verse. Let your conversation always be full of grace. You know, some people talk just to be heard. Some people talk just to be heard. I was... I'm a big fan of the West Wing, and one of the episodes I was watching the other day, uh, one of the assistants to one of the main staffers asked the question. She goes, do you ever get tired of hearing your own voice? And his reply is, no, 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 no. And there are some people that are just that way. 
but they love to just hear themselves talk. And they'll talk about anything and everything all day long, but they don't say a thing. He says, be mindful when you speak what your, what your mission is, what your goal is. Let your conversation be seasoned with grace. Let, let grace permeate that when people hear you talk, what they hear is the grace of God. Not your own thoughts, but the heart, the thankfulness, the forgiveness, the love of God. Let that be what defines you, not just things of this world. And then when you talk, be, be ready to, to answer people. Because if you live a certain way, you're going to be asked questions, all right? If you live a certain way, you're going to be asked questions. Be ready to share people the hope that you have. I'm not saying you got to have book, chapter, verse. But when people ask you, Matthew, why are you so positive? Why are you so this? Jesus. Just tell them about Jesus. Tell them what Jesus has done for you. Tell them how much Jesus loves you. Tell them what, what you've accomplished because of Jesus. And, and that's greater than any sermon they'll ever hear. So this brings our thoughts of Colossians to a close. I hope that you've enjoyed this study. I hope that it's brought you closer to God. I want you to know that if you ever need anything, we're always here. Our doors are always open. My phone is always on. Text me, email me, call me in the office, stop by, come see me. If you need anything spiritually, I'm always here for you. We're going to close our, our night with a prayer. The lesson will be yours, and then we hope to see you here Wednesday night. Let's go to God in prayer. God, thank you for giving us this time together. Thank you for this great book of Colossians that just says, hey, you're better than everything. Help us to always remember that. Help us to devote ourselves to these things tonight, God, to, to devote ourselves to just being a better Christian today than we were yesterday and tomorrow being a little bit better. That's what we're striving for, God. Help us to love you the way you love us. Help us to forgive the way that you forgive. Help us to show grace and mercy the same way you do. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his sacrifice. Thank you for our church family. God, we thank you for our new elders. We thank you for Brian. We thank you for Jamie and their willingness to serve. We thank you for Ricky and Danny and their continual service to us as, as elders. Just bless them, God, as they figure out their new dynamic and how to work with one another. Uh, be with us as a church family to help us to be patient with them as they figure out um, this new position that they hold. But we are so grateful for them, God, and what they do for us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. There is a God. If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located